You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 23. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for moms who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds loss or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, online fitness coach, wife, and mom of four. Every week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today we're going to talk a little bit about some of the different styles of training, and specifically some of the different styles of training that I have done in my past. So I want to make this clear from the get-go that what I am sharing is my experience and my opinions and the things that I have seen. This is not meant to be like telling you what you should do. It is really just kind of compare and contrast the different styles of training that I've gone through. I've been in the gym on and off since I was 14 years old. My mom showed me how to lift at age 14. And while I obviously like it's not like I was consistent since I've been 14 to, you know, now here at 34, but I've been at the gym on and off and really more on than off since about my 20s in in college. So, I've spent a lot of time at the gym and I've gone through different styles of training and I've gone through different workouts and I kind of want to share it with you guys today. So hopefully this will be something that will be interesting to you. You can completely disagree with me and that's 100% okay, but I'm going to share my opinions and my experiences with powerlifting, with bodybuilding, and with CrossFit. Many of you already know my story and kind of how I started, but I'm going to do a quick recap so that we can kind of see the progression and see how I got to where I am today. But my journey started when I was 14, and I've shared this story before, and my mom took me to the weight room. And while I was growing up in those teenage years, I would attend my mom's classes. She was a fitness instructor, and I enjoyed that. I did some lifting outside of that. I remember my mom and my sister and I would go to the gym sometimes, and we would lift. Um, But it wasn't anything like super consistent, and it wasn't anything that was on a program or scheduled or anything like that. It was kind of hit and miss. And then when I went to college, I took a weightlifting class at BYU, and I learned more about technique and rep schemes and how to challenge myself. And so I was pretty consistent at BYU. I would go to the gym pretty consistently, put on those hideous t-shirts and the shorts that you have to wear at the BYU gym. And I would go and I would lift weights. I never had this idea that like lifting weights wasn't for females just because I had seen that example through my mom and total spoiler alert, but my mom is coming on the podcast in a month. So I'm really excited to have you guys hear from her and her perspective of like what it was like taking me to the gym. But I never had this idea that like lifting weights wasn't for females. So I lifted while I was at BYU and then my husband and I moved to Pennsylvania and I continued to go to the gym, continued to lift weights there. And once I had my baby, I had to make a transition because I had been lifting at the gym associated with the medical school 
it like it didn't have childcare. It was just like a gym that medical students and their wives could use, but there was no childcare. And so I that was the point that I made the transition and for the first time in my life actually paid for a gym membership to um, a Gold's gym that was there. And that was kind of when I fell in love with group fitness. So I did group fitness for seven years and taught group fitness classes, enjoyed group fitness classes. And when I was in North Carolina, when my husband was in fellowship, I kind of got to the point where I was like, you know what? Like, I want to do the next step. Like, there, I've kind of taken group fitness and the changes that I can see and like the ways that I can push myself and kind of tapped out on that. And so that was kind of when I found macros and I wanted to, you know, change the look of my body, add more muscle, be able to get leaner. And so at this point, I, for the first time, really dove into the world of bodybuilding. So that's what I'm going to start with talking about is the world of bodybuilding, what it's like, what my experience with it was, and my take on it. So in the world of bodybuilding, it's all about hypertrophy. Hypertrophy just means like making your muscles bigger, right? Growing your muscles. And so with bodybuilding, it's all about that hypertrophy and you're trying to grow your muscles uh, intentionally, right? So for females, a lot of females are trying to intentionally grow their glutes, uh, shoulders, you know, you're trying to intentionally grow your lats, um, all to kind of create this hourglass shape where you have where you have a wider top, a very narrow waist, and then a wider bottom. So it's kind of like this hourglass shape that's kind of the desired shape for females. And then with guys, you know, it's a lot of upper body, they want chest, um, they want big back, they want big shoulders, um, and kind of like more of a inverted V taper. So with bodybuilding, it's it's really fun because you can visually see changes. And it's one of the reasons that when most people get into weightlifting, it's kind of where they start. Most people dive into weightlifting because they want to change the way that their body looks. They want to have more like a, an appearance of more muscle. They want to have biceps. They want to have quadriceps. Like they want to be able to have that look of somebody who is fit. And we associate, you know, this look of an athletic look with someone who's really fit. And so that's where I started. I you know, kind of was still doing my group fitness. I was still teaching group fitness classes, but then I would also go to the gym on my own and I would do a lot of hypertrophy work. And so when you're doing hypertrophy work, a lot of it is really targeted on like certain muscle groups. So yes, you're doing compound lifts. You're still doing your squat. You're still doing your deadlift. You're still doing your bench, but you're also doing a lot of targeted isolation moves so that you're targeting the triceps and you know, you're targeting specifically the hamstrings or a certain part of the hamstrings. And when you're working on hypertrophy, your rep range is usually a little bit higher. So it's like usually eight to 12 to maybe 15 rep range is kind of where most people sit when they're really trying to stimulate the muscles to increase in size. And this is also where my husband started. Like I said, this is where I feel like most people kind of start in their in their journey is they go to the gym and they want to look different. And so they start with bodybuilding style workouts. Um, my husband actually started at the gym. Uh, there was a friend in our church who took him to the, the gym, shout out to Scotty, who showed him all of the equipment and all of the lifts and kind of got him like all set up with going to the gym because as his wife, I was unable to do that and still maintain our marriage. So 
shout out to Scotty for doing that for me. Um, but that's where my husband got started too. And, and it may be where you currently at or where you, if you, you know, would start lifting weights, where you would start. So what is it like? What is it like to do bodybuilding? Most bodybuilders do a four to a six day split. So four, five or six day split. And all that means is that they're working different muscle groups on different days because you want to stress the muscle and then give it time to recover before you stress it again to allow for that adaptation and for the increase in strength and the recovery you don't want to lift back to back. Like you don't want to lift legs one day and then lift legs the next day because you're not allowing your body the time to actually build the muscle if you do that. And so with a split, you're splitting up different muscle groups so that you can kind of phase them and stagger them throughout the week. So one day you might do legs, the next day you might do back and biceps, the next day you might do chest and triceps, and then shoulders and abs. And so with a split, and there's lots of different ways to split up your muscle groups, but most bodybuilders run on some sort of five to six day split. Oftentimes, you'll pair muscle groups that kind of do the same thing together. So you'll often see chest and tricep together because both of those are pushing motions. You activate the tricep through a push. Um, your chest is activated through a pushing motion, whereas your back and bicep are more pulling motion. So sometimes you'll see splits broken up by muscle groups like that way, or you'll even see like a push-pull legs. And when you see like a push day, that's typically a chest and tricep and a pull day is typically a back and bicep. Again, you're usually working in the eight to 12 to maybe 15 range with a variety of lifts. And yes, you're doing compound lifts, but you're also kind of cycling some of those isolation lifts. And so maybe sometimes you'll be doing a T-row and another time you'll be doing a lat pull-down And when I say times, I don't mean like every single time you go to the gym, but rather typically you run in cycles or periodizations where you're doing a set of workouts, um, a set set of workouts for a period of time, six to, you know, four to six weeks, and then you change it up and you change up your isolation lifts. You can do a lot of body weight work. You can do cables, dumbbells, barbells. Um, but because of the amount of equipment that is required, I would really argue that it's hard to do actual bodybuilding at home. Like you can lift weights at home, that that's not a question, but you do end up needing a variety of weights and a variety of equipment really to be able to target like certain muscle groups. So if you're really wanting to focus on bodybuilding, um, it's best probably to do it in the gym. You'll just have access to more of the equipment and again, a wider range of weights. That's not saying that you can't lift weights at home and still get the benefits. That's not what I'm saying. You absolutely can lift at home and still get the benefits. But if you are really focusing on bodybuilding and wanting to like craft a certain look, doing that at the gym is probably going to be more beneficial to you. So some of the pros of bodybuilding, it's really fun to be able to have some control over what your body looks like. It's really fun to say, I don't really have much of a waist, which I'm sitting here raising my hand. Like I naturally don't have a very narrow waist. So what I can work on is I can work on creating the illusion of a narrow waist by focusing on increasing the size of my lats, increasing the size of my shoulders, increasing the size of my glutes, and it can give the appearance that I want. Um, people get really excited about, you know, okay, I want to specifically grow this part of my glute. And so they'll do certain targeting exercises to grow that certain part. 
with bodybuilding, it's all about shaping the body the way that you want it to look. And that can be kind of exciting, especially since it's visual and you can take progress pictures and you can take flexing pictures and you can see the change over time, which can be very motivating to be like, yeah, I put in the work and look, my biceps have grown over this period of time. There's also plenty of variety. Like you're never going to run out of exercises to do as a bodybuilder. Like there's a bajillion and one exercises that you can add in. So if you're someone who likes variety, it's a way that you can be doing things differently. Uh, Of course, you need to run your programming on blocks. Um, One error that I see a lot of people do is they'll like change up the workout every single time that they go. And if you're doing that, you're not benefiting yourself because you're not allowing that progressive overload that your body needs to be able to actually build muscle. So you should be running on blocks where it's like every Tuesday you're doing legs and you're doing the same set of legs workouts for, you know, 4 to 6 weeks before you change it up. But still there's a lot of variety and you can you can do. I mean the options are endless with what you can add into your bodybuilding like regimen. The biggest con to me is that your whole focus on is on what your body looks like. And I don't love just focusing on aesthetics. I think there's a lot of people who do. Um, they think it's fun. And I and I, I get it. Like I get the appeal of like being able to shape your body the way that you want it to look. But I don't love that it's just, it's all about looks. It isn't really even about strength. Um, you can see girls who looked super jacked who aren't as strong as somebody who doesn't look as jacked because strength and hypertrophy are not the same thing. And so the size of the muscle definitely can benefit strength, but it is not a direct correlation. Um, And so I think the biggest thing with bodybuilding is just that it is really focused on aesthetics. Not that it's a bad thing and not saying that you shouldn't do it. I I think bodybuilding is awesome, but that to me was like one of the biggest cons was like, it's like all focused on what your body looks like. And I think the more that we focus on what our body looks like, we start to have self-confidence issues and we start to base our self-worth on what we're seeing in the mirror. And I think when you start to do that overall and over time, it ends up being a detrimental thing for a lot of women. So I did bodybuilding for a while and... I just got to the point where I was like, I want to be like lifting really heavy weights. Like I want to be the girl at the gym who's like getting in the squat rack, knowing what she's doing, squatting, you know, big, big numbers. And I didn't want to just stick with like the isolation moves, right? Like you're, you know, you can only lift so much with your shoulders. Like your weights are never going to go super high with your shoulders. And I wanted to really like start to push the envelope with that. And so around that same time, my husband got into starting strength, which if you haven't heard of starting strength, it's a really awesome, um, training program that teaches you how to lift the squat, the deadlift, the bench, and the press. And so all the programming is based on those four movements. And Mark Ripito is the creator of Starting Strength, and he has an excellent book that if you're into like technique and wanting to learn about the squat, the deadlift, the bench, and the press, I highly, highly recommend it. It's an intense read. Like there's like 80 pages on the squat. So it's not like a light read. But if you're someone who likes to dive into the technique and the why and the physics behind these lifts, 
highly recommend it. But starting strength, the program is pretty simple. It's all about those lifts and about putting a little bit more on the bar each and every time. So my husband got interested in starting strength and devoured the book, which isn't surprising at all because he is super technical and he likes to dive into the weeds with that kind of stuff. But he was doing starting strength and so I decided to kind of join him and to start to do some of the, the they call it a linear progression where you're increasing your weights and learning how to do the, the big movements. And we got to the point where, you know what, we felt like we really needed some outside coaching. And so that was when we started with starting strength online coaching, um, which I did for one and a half years. My husband is actually still doing it. We have nothing but great things to say about starting strength online coaching. So if that's something that you're interested in, definitely check them out. Um, We had a, a fabulous experience with our coach, but we were really able to, over that year and a half that I did it, really, really nail down technique. So my coach took my weights down. She like really focused on technique. We continued to work our way up. We went through blocks of training. She she would set our programming. And so we would just know what we were supposed to do. We'd go to the gym. We knew our reps. We knew our sets. And she would give us feedback on all of our lifts. And so I did that for a year and a half and did my first competition with my husband. We we did that, um, which was really, really fun. I was able to place third place in my weight class and I was able to get my deadlift up to 303. My bench, I think my max was 142. Uh, my squat was 232. I got, I don't even know my press. I hate press. <laughs> press is like my least favorite lift, but I got somewhere in the nineties with my press. I was able to do like a 50 pound pull up and I really focused on on strength. So what is powerlifting like? Well, there are the three big lifts, the bench, the deadlift, and the squat. And everything around powerlifting is focused on increasing those three lifts to as heavy as you can get. So while you do do some accessory work to be able to train those movement patterns and train those muscles, most of what you're doing is do your squatting and your deadlifting and your benching. Because if you want to get better at squatting, deadlifting, and benching, you must squat, deadlift, and bench. And so you do a lot of repetition with those same same movement patterns so that you can get really good at them and you can increase your strength over time. So my powerlifting workouts were almost always some variation of either I was Usually I would do two out of the three, although sometimes you'll do all three. So I would like deadlift and bench one day, and then I would bench and press another day, and then I would um, squat and deadlift another day. And so you kind of like build up your split based on those three movements. And so I did anywhere from like a three to a four day split when I was doing um, powerlifting because you want to be able to allow your body time to rest. When you are lifting such heavy weights and so close to your maximum, your body needs time to recover and to build that strength up. When you're doing bodybuilding, people talk about, you know, having rest and like recovery and it's still important, but the stress that you're putting on your shoulder when you're lifting 15 pound dumbbells is completely different than the stress on your body when you're doing a 275 pound deadlift. And so that is an immense amount of stress on the body. And so you have to be able to recover from that. And so recovery is a huge part when you're doing powerlifting, Um, making sure that you are actually recovering the body so that each time you come back to the workout, you're able to be a little stronger. You're able to be a little bit lift a little bit heavier and to keep that progression going. 
So some of the pros of powerlifting, if you're looking to be strong, like you have to do the movements that are going to make you strong. And those compound lifts, there's a reason that the bench, the deadlift and the, and the, um, squat are like the golden standard. It is because they stress the entire body. Like those lifts are about as compound of a lift as you can get. And when I say compound lift, I mean, including all of the muscle groups. And so if you're wanting to get strong and like push yourself with your strength gains, there's nothing better than powerlifting. Um, it is just focused on that strength, which I loved. Another pro with powerlifting is that there are really quantitative improvements. So with bodybuilding, it's all about aesthetics and the way that you look. And so, yes, you can take like progress pictures and you can look at, you know, compare those, the muscle growth over time, but it's not quantitative like it is when you're doing strength work. When you're doing strength work and you have a PR of 200 for your squat, and then you go and squat 205, like it's very quantitative saying, I have gotten stronger. The last time I did a PR, it was 200. And this time I got a 205 PR. And so I love the fact that it is something, it's a number, it's something that you can track, you can get your graphs out and you can really nerd out and geek out on the numbers, but it's very quantitative to be able to see the progress that you're making. Now, some of the cons for me were some of the things that are pros for other people. So one of the things that, like one of the reasons I ended up stopping with powerlifting was because it got so repetitive. You're always doing the same lifts and it means you get super, super good at those lifts, but I just got really bored doing all the same movements every single time. And so my coach did throw in accessory work and we would do pull-ups and we would do you know other accessory stuff that would help the, with the lifts, but I just got bored doing the same lifts over and over and over again. And the con that relates to the fact that it's quantitative is that your strength is going to increase a ton when you start. You take somebody who is untrained or who hasn't really focused on strength, you're going to see massive strength increases at the beginning. In fact, with a linear progression, you should be able to put five pounds on the bar every single time you work out for a good while. And it's exciting. You go back to the the gym and you lift five pounds heavier. It's like a PR every single time that you show up. But there's going to be a point where you're going to run out of that linear progression and you have to start doing cycles of training where you're pushing your weights higher and then you're dropping down and then pushing a little bit higher again and you kind of do this cycle work. And at some point, like the effort that you have to put in to continue to increase in strength is is quantitatively way more than it used to be. And so I got to the point where to be able to like increase my squat five pounds, I had to put in way more effort than I'd ever had to put in before and way more time. And so my numbers slowed down a lot, which is completely normal. But for me, it was like, I wasn't getting that feedback. I wasn't being able to see my numbers increase. And I was putting all of this work in for like an extra two pounds on my squat. Um, And so that for me was challenging to see that like, it's still, I'm putting in all this work and it's only minorly improving my squat. And I just got to the point where I was like, you know what, if it takes me an entire year to put 10 more pounds on my squat, like it just isn't worth it to me to be able to to do that. Also for me, powerlifting got really lonely. Now, a lot of times powerlifters will go to um, gyms and specifically like 
strength gyms. And so you're surrounded by other people who are kind of doing the same thing that you're doing. And I think that would have benefited me a lot. I like other people around. I like the energy of other people. But for me, we were lifting in our backyard. We have a gym in our backyard in our in our um, shed and it just got lonely. I just don't like working out by myself. And so I did make a change. If you listen to episode 15, you heard me talk about my fitness rut and kind of some of the changes I made. But one of the changes I made was to start lifting again with my husband and making sure that we were lifting together because at least I had another person there that I could lift with. But that was one of the cons for me for powerlifting was just that I felt so lonely and I don't like working out alone. Now, if you're like a hermit and you like love your alone time and you're an introvert, then that may not even be a con for you. But for me as an extrovert and someone who likes people, I just got lonely doing it by myself. So then that brings us to the third style of lifting and that's CrossFit. And that's currently what I am doing. So if you go back to episode 15, you'll hear all about my journey of kind of being in a fitness rut and doing some things before I ended up turning into CrossFit and trying something new. So I started CrossFit back in August of 2018 and I came in with a lot of strength, right? I was a power lifter for a year and a half. Um, I had a lot of strength built. I had a lot of body awareness. I had a lot of the technique. I'd done bodybuilding. I'd done powerlifting, And I was still shocked at like how much there still was to learn. And it's been something that I've loved. So in, in the last six months, I've learned how to handstand walk. I've learned how to do toes to bar. I've learned how to do kipping pull-ups. Uh, I'd never been on an assault bike before. I learned to do the snatch, although <laughs> we were doing the snatch the other day and the coach was like, hmm, Amber, we found the thing that you suck at. <laughs> so I obviously am still learning the snatch um, to how to do thrusters. So there's been a lot of movement patterns, a lot of Olympic movements, um, Olympic lifting movements that are brand, brand new to me. And that's been fun to be able to try out some new stuff. So what it's like if, you're, if you've never gone to CrossFit. So we come in every day and there is a workout of the day set for everyone. So you'll hear people talk about the WOD. That's the workout of the day. And on the wad, they always have um, a girl's weight and a guy's weight. And they have the, the RX, which is like the prescribed weight. But then they always encourage you if you know you can't do the prescribed weight, then you scale your weights down, which is funny because when I first started CrossFit, I like mentioned it on Instagram and someone messaged me and is like, make sure that you, you scale your weights. And I had no idea what that meant. And so like I messaged her back and I was like, what do you like? You mean I should scale my weights up? <laughs> And she was like, no, scale them down. Um, so I really had no idea what scaling means. But scaling just means if the prescribed weight is 80 pounds and you can only do 40, then like you do 40 pounds and do it well rather than hurting yourself at 80. So everybody does the wad together. And sometimes you're trying to do the same sets of exercise and see how long you can it takes you, like you're trying to get it done as fast as possible. Or sometimes you're doing a set of exercises for a prescribed period of time and you're trying to see how many rounds you can get. So there's a lot of variety, like every day is different and we're doing different lifts every day. So some of the pros of CrossFit is the community. And um, I think for those of you who do CrossFit, you kind of know what I'm talking about. There is a community. Like you're you're getting up or you're going to the gym with these people every day. You're working out together. You be, you make friends, like people who are doing the same thing as you're doing, and it's just a lot of fun to be able to be in that community of people. 
there's also a ton of variety. It's always different. Like every single day is different and you're always doing different moves and different lifts and putting them together in different ways. So if you thrive off variety, it's a lot of fun because there is that variety. There's also always something to work on. Like I, I don't think anybody is like, oh yeah, I've tapped out and I've learned, I'm like perfect at every single thing that we do in CrossFit. There are so many movements, um, gymnastics movements and Olympic lifting movements that there's always something that you can be improving on. And then also you don't have to think about it. You just show up, the workout of the day is planned. Someone starts the clock for you. You know, like it's all there. The equipment's all there. You just kind of have to show up and, and put in the work. Now, some of the cons of CrossFit and one of the biggest ones that has bugged me the most is the lack of progressive overload. Because the programming is generalized and because the programming isn't really linear, you will we'll do something like a front squat and then we won't front squat again for like three weeks. And you aren't able to progressively overload and get stronger at a movement pattern if you don't do it consistently. Um, and so that kind of drives me a little nuts. I like, we'll do for say snatch, we'll like work on snatches, um, and have them in a lift or, or try to hit like a max. And then we won't do snatches forever. And I'm like, I want to work on snatches. I want to get better at them. I want to like get stronger at snatches. Um, but we don't do that. And so that probably, um, like bothers me the most is the lack of progressive overload. Also, CrossFit is a lot more cardio than I ever thought it was and a lot less heavy lifting, um, which surprised me. I guess I kind of went into it with the idea that it was a lot more of Olympic lifting. Um, But I think something that has happened over the years, CrossFit kind of got a bad name at the beginning or over time because they were taking a bunch of unseasoned people, putting them into a class and then handing, like throwing them a heavy barbell and telling them to do things as fast as possible, which is a recipe for disaster and a recipe for injury. And I think because of that history um, and that perception, a lot of boxes have done a really good job of kind of going the other way and really focusing on scaling, really focusing on movement patterns and like getting you able to do the movement patterns before you jump in with a barbell. I've also kind of changed a lot of their workouts. I feel like to be more like nobody can get hurt type thing, like nobody's going to get hurt doing a burpee. Whereas if you throw someone a barbell and tell them to snatch, like there's more risk for injury. And so I feel like a lot of the workouts have movements in them that are like that, that are like, you can't get injured doing a burpee. You can't get injured like pulling on a rower. You know, you can't get injured doing the assault bike. And so we have a lot of those movements that aren't, that are challenging, but they aren't going to hurt you. And it's less of the barbell work than I thought it was going to be. Now, of course, every box is different. Um, all boxes are individually owned and so, and individually run. And so the, my experience with the programming and with um, you know the experience of of my box may be totally different from your box, but that's just been the biggest thing is um, that I've seen is it's not as much focused on Olympic lifting as I maybe thought it was going to be, and the lack of progressive overload drives me a little nuts sometimes. I really wish that we could like focus on 
increasing our weights over time so that we really are building strength and we are, you know, building muscle and we are solidifying those movement patterns. But I will say overall, like I, I'm still going, like I really enjoy it. I enjoy the people. I enjoy how I'm being challenged in completely new ways that I haven't been ever been challenged before. And I don't know how long I'll do it, but for now I'm really enjoying it and I'm enjoying growing in a totally different way than I did when I did bodybuilding or when I did powerlifting. One thing I will say that has been really valuable is that before I went to CrossFit, I was very strong. Like I took the time to gain strength and to gain an understanding of like body awareness with lifting before I jumped into CrossFit. Not to say that you can't jump into CrossFit as someone who is completely untrained. You can, but I will tell you that CrossFit is way more fun if you can do the movements and you can RX the workouts. And because I came in with a lot of strength, I was have been able to do that. I've learned a lot. Like, don't get me wrong, I didn't come in knowing how to do everything, but because I had that baseline of strength that was really, really beneficial to me in just starting out and diving into CrossFit. So that's my experience with bodybuilding, with powerlifting, and with CrossFit. They all have benefits and they all probably have some drawbacks as well. And so I think if you are somebody who maybe is scared of the gym or you're scared of weightlifting or it's not something that you're already very comfortable doing, hopefully this kind of gives you an idea of what those three different types of lifting looks like and an idea of maybe where you can start. I think starting with bodybuilding in the gym is an awesome, awesome place to begin. You're lifting lighter weights. You can learn how to feel the mind-muscle connection. You can learn how to do different movement patterns. And it's a lot harder to get injured as a bodybuilder because the weights tend to be lower. I think my progression then to powerlifting was awesome because after I developed those movement patterns and I developed that understanding and awareness of my body... I was able to really focus on the technique. I was able to focus on really getting strong and being able to lift really heavy weights and feeling comfortable with lifting very heavy weights. There are many women who are very intimidated by a barbell and by these big, you know, putting on a ton of weight and trying to squat it or deadlift it or bench it. And I think for me, that was really beneficial to get that body awareness, get that strength and get that confidence as well with the barbell. And then CrossFit has been just a new challenge, like adding in more things that I can do with my strength. I developed that strength and now I I can come into CrossFit and I can learn how to do bar muscle ups and I can learn how to do handstand walks and I can learn how to take the strength that I developed and now use it in a whole bunch of new and fun ways. So I am really happy that I took the route that I took and that I've kind of gone from workout to workout the way that I have. And I think it's a good like stepping stone to go, honestly, like starting with group fitness, moving to bodybuilding, moving to powerlifting and moving to CrossFit. That's not to say that you have to do it in the same order that I did it, or that if you're doing it in a different order, you're doing it wrong. That is not true. I'm just saying that I like the step stones that I've taken and I feel like it has benefited me in different times of my life and being able to focus on different things. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? 
If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.